You are listening to episode 17. This episode is brought to you by QuickBooks, which is one of the best apps for starting entrepreneurs. I've literally been using this app since I launched my business, and it has helped me, who doesn't have an accountant brain, to keep my books in order and to send them in an organized fashion to my accountant. So I recommend it to anyone who's trying to launch a business and is doing that as a solopreneur or entrepreneur. On this episode, I got to interview the lovely Christine Marie, CEO and founder of Oasis Boutique. I always wanted to interview people from the First Nations communities in my city who are doing big things in the world of entrepreneurship. I am always excited to learn about what they're up to And I went to Aboriginal Achievement Week and I got to see a lot of presentations from so many uh, good entrepreneurs and hear their journeys. But what really impressed me is there's so many entrepreneurial women in that space and they always, always think about their community whenever they're making anything. It's incredible. They really have a community sense when they're trying to create new products, new ideas. It's really about that empowerment. So I knew that I wanted to have one of those entrepreneurs on my show. And I was so glad I got to speak with Christine. She has a very interesting background, being part Filipino and part Cree, I believe. And she talks about this in our podcast interview today. I hope you are as inspired as I was by her meteoric rise with her brand in the media and with her followers. And you get to learn about this journey right here on the podcast today. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. podcast and today I have the honor of having Christine Marie, CEO and founder of Oasis Boutique and I'm so excited to hear about her story and her journey and her process so I feel like she has something beautiful to share with you all today and thank you Christine for being here. Thank you. (laughs) For sure and so yeah how did what is your um, career educational background what is your background and how did you get to what you're doing today. For sure, yeah. So I actually have a Bachelor of Education okay. and uh, Home Ec and Native Studies are my teaching areas. Oh, So I basically, yeah, I know, so much fun. Yeah. And uh, so I basically merged the two together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to create uh, this business. And that's mm-hmm. sort of thing in customer service. Mm-hmm. And so I had some of those qualities that I took with me in this. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so... Lovely. Mm-hmm. And do you mind um, kind of sharing 
Uh, yeah, like what was that process then between having, you know, that course in the family business and then you going like, okay, I'm going to do this for myself? Well, it was sort of this point in my life where um, I had my two little ones and I had to uh, start going back to work. Hmm. And mm -hmm. I knew that uh, I could go back teaching, uh, but I just... I had done some research when I had my babies because I found it very hard to find Indigenous-based prints and fabrics for my boys because they are part um, of Métis as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought about that, and, you know, for some time. And then yeah. as I was getting closer, I'm thinking, like, okay, I need to do something for work here. But I was still able to stay home a little bit. So what yeah. can I do that I can do from the home and that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. And when I did some research to see what is out there, yeah. for indigenous-based baby products. Yeah. And I Google searched, uh -huh. of course, you know, the most typical thing to yeah. do. <laughs> and this mo the most random, like, jock-looking thingy came up, and it was, like, Métis bib. And, like, that is not a Métis bib. Like, it was just... Wow. So I thought this this has got to change. Like we gotta uh, we gotta get some products out there that you know mm -hmm. people can search and that are legit. <laughs> you know, Métis inspired bibs. Yeah, <laughs> for babies. Oh, yeah. that is so neat. And actually, yeah. as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, I can't think of like, I mean, it just doesn't probably come to mind to to most people. So like the fact that you had that inspiration behind you and. Do you mind telling us a bit about your heritage? I know before the interview I asked her a few questions, but do you yeah. mind sharing with the audience a bit about your heritage and background? Yeah, for sure. So um, I am part Filipino and part Métis. Mm -hmm. I grew up with my mother with the Métis side, um, but I'm yeah. trying to make a way for the three of us kids. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stereotypes and the racism that I faced growing up in school and just in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. And I remember one of my friends actually in high school called me out on it. We were in a group and yeah. she was just like, somebody had asked me, like, aren't you uh, Aboriginal or whatever, or Métis? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm Filipino. And my friend said, actually, you are totally Métis. Like, why are you denying that? Uh, and it was just because I was afraid. Yeah. I did not want to associate myself with those stereotypes. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to when I'm 19 and hmm. I'm... In university, mm -hmm. actually learning about the roots of my culture and um, just the pride, the, 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 the humble pride that comes with being a First Nation, uh, a Métis individual, mm -hmm. my, my whole world was changed. Mm. And yeah. as an adult, mm. I started to really recognize and want to self-identify with being Métis. Interesting. So it was university that really kind of brought to light, maybe um, unveiled some of the lies even. For sure. Um, that you probably had grown up with based on these perceptions, like you said, stereotypes. And that's where you kind of got that rich education of like what is actually behind the culture. 100%. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just looking um, For sure. the next question here. Yeah. And, okay, so you talked about so you talked about your heritage, you talked about the fact that you saw this gap on what you thought should, something that should be available. Mm. Um, what was then your biggest obstacle trying to launch this business? Um, well, I think honestly juggling that and my two babies. Just uh, literally just that mompreneur hustle. It was like uh, late nights because mm -hmm. especially, you know, when you're starting something, mm -hmm. you're all in. 
and it's, it's <laughs> right and there's yeah. so much going through your mind and you're like oh okay I can't stop I can't turn it off right yes but and it's a good thing in the sense mm-hmm. of you're trying to unload everything and get that ready to show share with the world right right so that the time and the balance of everything at first was very challenging hmm. um, but now that was a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and I mean it's still busy but friends told me you'll get into a groove once ah. you get familiar with you know with yeah. how this goes yeah. you'll get into a groove and, and I have for sure even with the two kids <laughs> yes and I can't imagine because I don't have any kids right. and it's still a lot of work to run a business um, and I totally understand like you know, the late nights, the passion. So even having children, like, kudos to you because that's a whole other level. And they're obviously, like, you know, individuals you're very passionate about mm-hmm. as well. So they need time and energy right. as well. Right. Yeah. 100%. And the yeah. other one tip, actually, that I, um, I'm i very grateful I applied is there's a time and yeah. when they're tucked into bed or if they're gone for the day, then I can hustle. Right? right, and I can just go, 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 and that's just how it's been. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, that's so nice. Um, what else was I also going to say? Yeah, so how did you then, what efforts did you take to establish your brand? Well, uh, research, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. I had some statistical research that I had done, and, um, and then uh, just... Um, sorry, the question was to... Yeah, um, what efforts did you take to establish your brand? Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, creating my online shop, like creating a website, that was totally new for me. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, that was part of the late nights because I had never <laughs> created a website in my life. Oh, um, but you, you just yeah. you learn to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You just you step one step at a time. You just learn and you learn and you see it all come together piece by piece. Yeah. Uh, so I really wanted to create... Um, and I, I know there's still so much room to grow. That's the beauty of anything, right? Mm-hmm. You start, but there's that potential. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure that when people came on, they could identify, oh, there's some language that I use in there. There's some Cree, there's some Michif. Mm-hmm. So that it does, it does stand out that this is an indigenous brand. Mm-hmm. And um, I think also like through my prints and through my phrases mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's branding the culture that's celebrating the culture yes that's mm-hmm. allowing these little ones that wear this gear to connect with what they're wearing and, right. and be proud of it as yes. opposed to when I was younger I was ashamed of it right so. right and um as you're creating this brand and taking those initiatives uh, did you have mentors along the way to help you or was this kind of something you just jumped into by yourself or did you have to reach out to them later? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, um, I've always had a knack for designing things. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to design and decorate people's weddings and baby showers okay. in the past, oh, like lovely. just on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've <laughs> loved decorating and now yeah. that I can decorate people's kids. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Because the <laughs> they're so cute. Yeah. creative side um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, putting things together however mm-hmm. uh, I, de- I did connect with Kendall Netmaker foundation okay. year okay. and then I met in the university actually before he even launched the brand Wow! so it was so cool to watch his journey and yeah, I was definitely. by his work <laughs> yeah. we had a couple phone calls he gave me some tips 
Um, and then as well as Devin Fiddler from She Native. Yeah. We have been in contact a few times and uh, another inspiration that... Definitely. Um, yeah, makes the difference when you can uh, ask them questions because they get mm -hmm. it. Definitely. Yeah. And I know both the people you're mentioning because I've followed both of them. Yeah. I believe I have um, Kendall uh, on LinkedIn. Nice. And I think I've even watched one of his webinars. And yeah, I agree with you. He's just full of energy, full of life. I love his story. And yeah, he's always out there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> talking. Just yeah. It's, just, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. And those are some awesome um, contemporaries you have to really help you because they're really doing it. Like they are. They are. Um, you know, you're totally right. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to... Sorry. No, no. Go. That's, no, that's <laughs> yeah, so, I'm so... <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Because mm -hmm. you actually answered... One of the questions I was going to ask you is, what were you hoping to offer the industry? But, mm. I don't know, maybe we could go for it and like um, see if there's another thing I can ask out of that. So, um, I know that you saw, the, again, the lack of bibs, mm -hmm. <laughs> traditional bibs yeah. for babies. Yeah. Uh, what else were you really hoping to offer the industry? Oh, man. Um, that's a great question. So... I feel like yes, that one that one component really was the culture mm -hmm. to get these get products that um, are relatable with the indigenous culture, mm -hmm. um, and then the whole language aspect like that's just yeah. been so huge lately, even in the media, like mm -hmm. just revitalizing language, revitalizing language, and it's just yes. one small way, you know, to be able to do that mm -hmm. um, through my products. Um, the mm -hmm. other thing that. I wanted to be able to offer was a quality trusted brand. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I feel like sometimes being a woman entrepreneur can mm -hmm. be challenging. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, maybe some people won't take you seriously or, yeah. uh, you know, just some of those um, doubts that can come up. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm just wanting to show that no I have this quality brand that mm -hmm. I'm offering yeah. and it's a trusted brand hmm. I'm gonna do things all in I'm 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 gonna make mistakes because that's just everybody makes mistakes <laughs> Definitely. It's, and trial and error of certain products yeah but I want to learn from them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. make it better improve mm -hmm. and just keep going and keep going yes. so hmm. um, one of the questions I had been asked repeatedly mm -hmm. was are these prints that you're using, um, are they authentic? Ah. And I'm like, oh, so what do you mean? Well, are they, are they designed by an indigenous designer? Ah. And that's a very good question. Mm. I couldn't say yes, because some of them I don't know. Mm. You know, I get them from the fabric store, and it's like, well, it's got dream catchers on it, so yay, this is great. Mm. But let's take that a step further and find out. Even the background of it. The background of it. Very interesting, yeah. So huh. I wanted to change that. Mm -hmm. I thought, no, okay, that's a valid point. Um, we've got very many talented artists with mm -hmm. Indigenous backgrounds, so how can we turn this into fabric? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited here that I released to my followers already, but I have a couple designs that are in production mode right now mm -hmm. that I am so excited to bring in. But I've designed one. It's just simple crease syllabics. 
that's stand for Awasis, which means child in Cree. Okay. Oh. And then yeah. another one that's called our home and native land, and it has a teepee, a bison, a red river cart, and a prairie lily. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's just the beginning of creating authentic fabrics. So you've really gone that step further um, to create that and to make sure you can actually feel confident saying that, but also create opportunity to showcase indigenous yes. artists, yes. which is amazing. Yes. So that's yeah. very exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I wanted to say too, because in a way, I want to say this might be a niche product, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. So do you find the majority of your sales happen in Saskatchewan or do you find because of the nature of the product you're actually getting sales from different countries or all over the world? Like how does it look like for Oasis? That's a good question. I, as of right now, I only have my shop open to Canadian residents. Ah, so I, not, I haven't yet opened it up to the rest of the world, which mm -hmm. one day yes. I will. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to start just within Canada. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I have shipped goods to Alberta, to Manitoba, mm -hmm. to BC. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it has mostly been Western Canada lately. Yeah, so, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to say too, um, have you... Are you doing more product development? Like, is there only bibs or is there other aspects of baby clothes that make sure your presence is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. And even on that topic of um, the local events, have you found that people that you didn't originally create this brand for have also been interested in purchasing as well? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. I, I never was on Instagram before I started my business, so I didn't know how to use Instagram. Wow. <laughs> so Good for I you. Just, That's oh really hard gosh. to say in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, I was gosh. not on the ground. I was not on Facebook. <laughs> I can't oh even gosh. say that. <laughs> I'm on all, almost everything. <laughs> yeah, except for Snapchat. I don't really understand that one and TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no, my yeah. brother's trying to convince me, and yeah. I'm just like, no, between Facebook and Instagram, I can't. I can't. This is, this is having enough for me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had to literally learn the ropes and I was researching and I was asking friends and even my brother like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. And, um, and to see it grow and to see the support, especially from uh, a lot of women. I've got mm -hmm. mostly women that follow me mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, to see even in their daily lives, you know, their mm -hmm. personal lives, like the, those are also ways that you can connect with people, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just put up all your products all the time and just here you go, just here's the price, buy it. No, like, yeah. people, they, they, we all, we all need that connection hmm. and also that authenticity where it's like, hey guys, today I totally dropped all my coffee or spilled my coffee all over my pants. You know, they, yeah, that's, totally. need to share that. They kind of live for that on Instagram. You do, yeah. because it's like, I, I'm not perfect and I'm not doing everything perfect either and so mm -hmm. you gotta, yeah, you have to just share those real moments as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and um, I also want to ask too, what kind of efforts have you gone into personally to get into the PR? Like I know you said, like Instagram is new for you, making the website's new for you, and um, this week she's had a pretty busy week with yes. some of us. Yes. So how did you go about going? Okay, I'm gonna you know really kind of take on this PR aspect of my brand, and kind of what was your development to creating that? Sorry, what do you mean by PR? Uh, yes. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually going to check my camera because it made a sound, so I just want to make sure it's still For sure. filming. 
I'm just going to check back that I got your last bit of that totally. question. Sometimes it continues filming on its own and sometimes I have to reset it. Sure. Um, PR, I just mean like, like interviews and um, I don't know if you've ever done like news coverage yep. or like all sorts of things. So yeah, was like, I guess my question, and I could reword that differently um, sure. for this take, was more like how did you kind of get yourself into that? Oh, that's and a like great question. what preparation... Because that's like a new aspect and a, and a totally necessary aspect of creating sure. a business. For sure. So it looks like we're good. I'm just going to start it over again. And um, yeah. Okay. So okay. I, can, I can even reword that. Um, so, okay. So one of the questions I had for you is, this is also new for you and you kind of just jumped into it. So yeah. what were kind of the steps you took to really creating some PR around your brand and mm -hmm. yeah what were some I guess like things you're like oh that was really tough and oh that went really well like how mm -hmm. did you learn to kind of do that well I guess okay so um when I had decided that I was going to go ahead and launch this business mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. actually created a countdown on my personal Facebook page oh. with my kids Oh, so cool. we sort of did this clue yeah. countdown, um, creating that momentum mm -hmm. and that um, suspense of what is she up to. Yeah. And oh man, so many of my friends and family just got involved and yeah. I would, you know, give them the opportunity at the end to say, you know, can you fill in the blank or can you guess? But, you know, what do you think? Stay tuned until next week and we'll fill you in. And, mm. and to have my kids a part of it, because they were very much a part of all of it. You know, <laughs> so when they were in the videos too, yeah, the pictures Yeah, too. they would help give the clues. For an example, oh. we did a wasp. This is one of the clues. Yeah. And so my son held up the paper and, you know, it was such a fun way to yeah. launch it. Yeah, And yeah. so creating that momentum by the time we actually released what we were doing. Yeah. The shares, the likes. It, uh, it was incredible. The hmm. support got the word out hmm. and we literally did a launch. I did a launch party, just a smaller one with friends and family. Oh, and then awesome. I was on CTV news the next morning to release. Like it was just the timing of it all was incredible. Is it that CTV caught wind of this countdown? Or yeah. Yeah. Like okay. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. one of my friends is one of the camera guys there. And so hmm. he hmm. talked with Jeff and Jeff was like, yeah, we'd love to have her on. Let's get her on in the morning. And Beautiful. Yeah. So it was so, and then from there, then it was global, and then nice. it was APTN. They came into my home and they did. Yeah, um, that's um, so cool. <laughs> it was it was incredible. Yeah. Um, CBC yeah. Indigenous, and then as well as CBC and CBC Indigenous oh. is all across Canada. So how did they catch wind of you? Because that's all, a big brand. All through online. Wow. I never up until this day. Hmm. I've only spent $50 in marketing. So you so, really use that organic yes. telling people, making the countdown, which is actually a very intuitive marketing thing to do. So it's kind of funny that that was in your background. Right. That's some of the things they tell us to do, you know, right. create countdowns, get get the momentum going. So I think I, yeah, that's so beautiful. And, and clearly you must be very networked then. 
to have some of these friends that knew all these other people. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I think, again, all those shares, right? And and I think also being the first Indigenous-inspired baby and kids line, okay. that really struck with a lot of people as, right. you know, being, we've been waiting for this. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, you noticed the gap, and so other people would too, and it was like, oh, yeah, hey, someone's doing this for us. So yeah, That's absolutely. great. Yeah, I also love the aspect that you talked about the name, um, because my like the name of my company is Okiki Consulting, yeah. and that is also like a cultural thing, mm -hmm. um, because it. it's the language, so it means to make something known or famous. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. why I, I I can totally relate to that. And yeah. I was gonna say too, did you then? Uh, you talked about the language and the efforts to put the language in the brand. Did you grow up knowing Cree, or was that something you learned later in life? Like. What, um, how did you engage that? Yeah, so, uh, no, I did not grow up learning Cree or even Michif. Michif is the Métis language. Mm -hmm. But when I went to university, I did take Cree 101, Intro okay. Cree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was my first experience with learning some of the dialects. And uh -huh. um, it was just, I, I love the, the syllabic. They're just so beautiful. And, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not a fluent speaker, mm -hmm. but I have been learning along with my followers. Ah. And uh, that's been a really cool experience too yeah. because it's just little by little, uh, that's how you revitalize the language. Mm -hmm. I would though like to take a few more courses so that mm -hmm. I can become, you know, a little bit more fluent <laughs> with it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so far I've had textbooks and then I've had apps. There's now Cree apps that you can get. And, wow. Yeah. So, so cool. Mm -hmm. So neat. And I'm in the same position as you. It's kind of like I grew up not knowing it super well and yeah. uh that's definitely something i'm trying to get back into as well right. but trying to include it in my culture um aspects of my culture in my business which you are doing and i totally love that mm -hmm. um so where do you see your business in the next five years or the next 10 years like what is kind of like your overall goal for this oh man that's a loaded <laughs> question right yeah. but it's an exciting yeah. one yeah yeah um well, I definitely would like to expand my team um, mm -hmm. because I'm a one-woman show. It's uh, You can only scale up so much, right? Yeah. So I uh, definitely would like to expand mm -hmm. and uh, as well as offer more, again, the custom fabrics. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, depending on how retail goes, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like, you know... It, Right now, a lot of people are shopping online, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. people do love that, that experience when you walk into a business, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like um, that would be something I'd like to invest into one day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I can just already, I've envisioned, you know, having cultural aspects within the store and just right. when people walk in, mm -hmm. you know, they just... The f again, it, just like what I was saying, when I'm at events and people see the phrase, it just warms their heart. Yeah. They'll get that same feeling when they walk into the store. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, totally. um, yeah, but for now, I, I feel like release these fabrics and, you mm -hmm. know, get that going, but then mm -hmm. eventually hire on, you know, a few more and, yeah. uh, and then go from there. So. Totally. And if you don't mind me asking, I know you said you have some friends in the industry who are also doing retail very well. Um, is there in Saskatchewan, or in Saskatoon rather, because between the three of you that I already know mm -hmm. uh, that are killing it, is there some sort of collective um, where you all kind of, like I know you said you asked them informally for advice. Is there kind of something like that? 
to kind of encourage the, I guess, the retail side um, of, yeah, Aboriginal designers and, right. and um, you know, That's a good question. Not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> um, so there is obviously opportunity for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, you know, in the near future we can, because it's important. Definitely. Um, but uh, here we are. We're 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 starting. Yes, we're, you know, which is so important. Gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. And the only reason I was asking too is because um, I used to volunteer. Well, it's still kind of on, but they've changed it. But SFDF, the Saskatoon Fashion and Design Festival, okay. and um, yeah, we had I think at least two Aboriginal clothing designers, okay. and I remember really liking their clothes. And mm. um, some of them did the runway. I know uh, Devin, you kind of came in um in more of the boutique like store mm-hmm. kind of aspect so yeah. i was just curious because i was seeing a lot of cool designs and mm-hmm. you talking about the babies like that would be kind of a cool thing to see in the right. future well yeah. I, I joked with them yeah. i actually had a, when we talked a while back i was like hey if we ever want to do like a collab you know you just the babies you just the youth and you just the ladies or whatever <laughs> like i mean yeah. and men and women yeah, you yeah, know yeah, we yeah. could call it like niche a lost she or like you know <laughs> Back to um, even exposure in the PR, um, you talked about you were even featured on CBC Indigenous. So did you feel like that had a direct impact on, did it have a direct oh, impact on sales? And, 100%. Okay. Yeah. And did it, t- and do you mind me asking, did it take your business to a place where you're like full-time, able to live full-time off of it? Or is how's the model of it? And that's something... You, you you have the choice to include or not. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I think um, up until this point, I've only been able to work part-time because of my kids. Oh, So okay. that's the other thing. Uh, my, my youngest is only three, mm-hmm. and he's only in daycare part-time. Oh. And that's just the way it is for right now. It's just little, yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. that's part of it. I'm uh-huh. only able to do part-time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I look back and think, oh, my goodness, how... Mm-hmm. how did that all happen within a year and a half and part-time like I, I I'm yeah. so thankful you know mm-hmm. to be able to get into nine re- retailers within the first few months was just so heartwarming mm-hmm. um, and then I was also uh, featured as one of the CBC's top 40 under 40 wow congrats. and that was it was a so yeah it was just so wonderful but it was also sort of like this reminder of mm. keep going you know, you're onto something here, you just keep on going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's where, as my kid, as especially the three-year-old, this is sort of the time where I can continue to do what I can do as best as much as I can, but then once he's in school full-time, then I can do this full-time. So really, it, you are, um, you were in a sense propelled totally. into that ability and it's just your choice at this point totally which is very cool right yeah um yeah and also then now that you've experienced all this um and actually i I want to ask one more question before i ask the last one but how how long have you had oasis so it was february 2018 that i launched it so a year and a half 
So just so. a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on yeah. all your achievements oh, in such a you. short, short time. That's amazing. Thanks. So um, humbled, really. So cool. <laughs> I just blown it. My blown. I'm so yeah. That's so exciting to hear all that. And I wanted to ask too, what do you now value the most about being an entrepreneur? Now that you're like mm-hmm. thrust in this world mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just the beginning. Right. right. <laughs> what do you actually value the most about now this, the place you're in? Um, I think the people is one of the most incredible parts about this. It's the people that you get to meet. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, some of the moms, like I was saying before, a lot of women follow me. The, some of the moms that just... Mm-hmm. connect with you and share it with you on, on, on Instagram especially mm-hmm. about, you know, oh, I can totally relate to this or, yeah. um, you know, there was another mom that uh, I have a phrase that talks about boys being brave with their braids yeah. and she messaged me and said, you have no idea how much this mm-hmm. means to our family because yeah. our little one had struggled for many years and we mm-hmm. told him, reminded him that it's okay, you can be proud of this. Mm-hmm. And it just warms my heart that he can wear this shirt with pride. And, mm-hmm. oh, it's just, so definitely the people. That's one thing I, I just value so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. the other aspect would be just being able to do, to do this, to offer mm-hmm. this. Because it was a gap. Mm-hmm. And to be able to come in and and feel that mm-hmm. is rewarding hmm. um, because it's just the, the indigenous culture like any culture is just so rich mm. but I feel like especially being in Canada mm. and how some of our dark history has mm. um, been very traumatizing to a lot of our indigenous yeah. people mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing to be able to bring out these positive aspects and these traditions and I just I I value all of that. Yeah. I think what I love... Okay, there's so many things I love about what you just said. I think what I love about your brand is that you're kind of bringing these very specific phrases and bringing it into, like, a modern kind of context Mm -hmm. and kind of giving it a new twist. Like, Mm -hmm. I love Mm cooking. And then another thing I really like about your answer, because that's the first time I've heard people answer it like that, Mm -hmm. um... And one thing I did notice is I went to um, on-campus uh, Aboriginal Achievement Week, and I noticed that every time the women, and a lot of them were women, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the entrepreneurs that were talking about their business, but sure. I noticed, yeah, so it was a lot of women, and I noticed that their whole thing was about creating something that would help their community or help their people. There was just kind of this holistic community um value mm. in, in what they're creating and I just love that mm. so I, I think it's so cool to hear you share that because I feel like that's actually a very common theme mm. that I've heard um, wow. uh, from Aboriginal people, Aboriginal entrepreneurs I think mm-hmm. they really do care about the community how what they do impacts the community mm. and I get that quite often and yeah. I think that's a beautiful intrinsic value mm. um, of, of their personality for I guess. sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the thing. It's like, yes, it's a brand and you mm-hmm. have to be able to make money to sustain your brand. Mm-hmm. But then there's that other aspect is what's the heart behind it? Mm-hmm. You know, is mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it's helping these these communities, helping these people to um yeah, just s- celebrate their culture, be okay with their culture, be proud of their culture. And mm-hmm. um it's yeah, it's 
just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you so much, Christine. Yeah, thank, you thank you for sharing um, your your vision, your heart, and congratulations on all your achievements. You, you have to follow her. We'll have the information posted for this episode, and I can't believe it's only been a year. Um, I'm sure we'll see great things to come in the next five years and ten years. So, uh, again, thank you for coming in for the interview. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>